Welcome to the Digit Dreaming Off the Grid Iron Podcast. It is your host, Osfo Lee, joined today by 2012 Super Bowl participant, 2012 NFC champion, 2013 NFC championship game starting fullback, <laughs> a seven-year NFL pro vet for the Bills and the Niners, the one, the only Anthony Booby Dixon, number 2-4. Booby, how you doing today, brother? What's good? What's good, man? How you doing, man? Glad for you having me. 100%. Great to have you back on. Three-time returning guest for the uh, DJ Dream Out the Ground podcast. So, you know, let's just get right into it. Yes, Monday sir. night. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Just, just make me cringe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were both out the game. I was a one-on-one. You're a sideline, right? I think you're a sideline. Yeah, yeah. We was over there in the BNY. Yep. Yeah, like, dope, dope, dope. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously the, the the Niners, obviously, you know, they came out flat. Brock Purdy had his worst game of his short career with four interceptions. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, they, they, they dominated the sport on six straight drives. You obviously saw Christian McCaffrey when he ran the ball still was able to have average 105 yards on 14 carries. And he almost had two touchdowns on the day, had Kyle Shanahan chose to run it in, in my opinion, when Sam Darnold came in as quarterback on the 203-yard line. Let me ask you this. What is your like immediate reaction to that game? Uh like it's just those guys just got our number. You know what I'm saying? Somewhat. You know what I'm saying? We struggle with the Ravens, man. We got a history of it. And I don't know if they 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 must don't really like us, you know, because it seems like every time they play us, they on their A game. You know what I'm saying? So you know, man, it's just I don't know, man. The Ravens just got our number kinda. I hope somebody knock him out, you know what I'm saying, in the playoffs so we don't have to see him again because forget that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, man, I, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it's just what I thought, you know? So I'm like, man, these dudes, always, always these dudes, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I actually saw the Super Bowl, which you participated against Baltimore uh, the day before the game. And, you know, obviously, I thought it would have given the players, even though there's not any players from that team left on the 49ers team, I thought they'd have a little more motivation. But you actually heard Lamar Jackson, you know, um, Marlon Humphrey, you know, these guys say that, and Kyle Hamilton say that, that, that they felt disrespected, you know, with the spread being five and a half points. But I was just sitting there just watching this game and I was just thinking, you know, the whole time that, you know, the offensive line wasn't able to stop, you know, some of these pass rushers from Baltimore who actually who beat the league in sacks. Very similar to the NFC Championship game last year against Philadelphia. When we had when you were back on last this past January, you know, obviously Philadelphia had had 70 sacks on the season that last season. That was a historic year for them. Um, you know, third most NFL history. But you just saw this this Baltimore team, like you said, come in with fresh motivation and just and just just this 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 energy and passion which i just didn't see from the niners all night long i mean obviously you know you did have like i said christian caffrey and let me ask you this question why i mean when we were about last on you said i would ask you about frank gore not being able to get the ball at the one in the fourth quarter of the super bowl you said that was some bullshit from greg roman and terrell brown your teammate agree with you and i also agree with you what do you think about kyle Shanahan not running the ball and giving the ball to christian McCaffrey only 14 times yesterday um I think it kind of um I think the flow of the game kind of caused kind of caused it to happen like that. I think uh he was doing good, you know. I think uh Brock was uh Brock was throwing it pretty good until one at one point until he started throwing the interceptions, you know, George was eating. Uh IU had a big night. I think Debo had a couple catches. So it looked like we was we was the game plan was working until the pick started happening. Then you know once you fall behind, it's hard to run the ball. You know what I'm saying? Um, you you now you're trying to pass to get back in the game. It's almost like you passing every play. So I don't know. I think the uh, the flow of the game kind of caused Christian to lose some cares, and that's what normally happens when you go down two touchdowns. So we was almost down three touchdowns, I think, and. Uh, you know, that's just what happens. You know, you stop running the ball, you start trying to pass, trying to get the points back faster, you know? 100%. But I think, kind of, let me ask you a follow-up question to that. Kyle, when we when the Niners started getting gone to the hole, Kyle stopped stopped going to the he, – he stopped letting Brock try to go deep. He, he kind of focused on the screens and play-action passes. Do you think that was an effective strategy, or do you think it would have been better if Brock tried to, you know, make the big play happen um, when they fell down deep? Um, I think in a game like that, you know what I'm saying, you gotta you gotta go big or go home. You know what I'm uh -huh. saying? Like 
<laughs> but that was dubbed as the game of the year. You know, Super Bowl preview. I mean, you got to go for it. I don't blame Brock for throwing it, you know, for trying it. I don't blame him because, you know, in that moment, you think he captured the moment, you know, go for the glory. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm finna get it in there. We about to beat these boys. So, you know, I don't blame Brock for the for making the decisions he made. But, you know, once you once you go through what he went through, now it's, it's a tough lesson. Now it's time to learn from it and, you know, adjust. And know next time a game of that magnitude, now you know, hey, you know, the playoffs is that happen. Hey, Brock, this ain't a gunslinger game right here. We can't be just trying to force stuff. You know, it's got to be there. You know, you got to make sure it's there before we throw it. So, you know what I'm saying? It's got to be one of those. You know, I'm not mad at that loss. That didn't end our season. That didn't take the number one seed away from us. We'll be okay. You know, we just got to go back and look at that film. We know we're not going to beat nobody with five turnovers. Like, <laughs> come on. You know? Especially the Ravens. Especially the 11-3 and three Ravens. Yeah. So, you know, man, you just, you just take it for what it is, suck it up, and roll with it. Hundred percent. I actually, you you brought you brought up a very interesting point, which I want to touch upon. You know, obviously the seating. You know, the Niners are still in control, very much going to control the destiny. And I also think one more thing that you brought up. You know, I think kind of lessons and learning from this. And that's what Dante Whitner said. You know, your teammate, right? You know, big hit. You know, Whitner. You know, Hitman, right? Number thirty-one. He was saying that on the post game that you know, obviously that you know the that this is actually a blessing in disguise for the Niners. Were there instances with Kaepernick? Because remember the Seahawks loss uh, back in 2012, you know, the, the Super Bowl year, when 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 y'all went to Seattle and you lost 42 to 13. Did that kind of help shape, you know, the psyche of the team to kind of say, okay, you know, we got to learn from this and help kind of carry momentum into the postseason? Uh oh yeah. Every time you get your butt whooped like that, it's always kind of like an eye opener. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's kind of like you know, yeah. It's like okay, bro, we ain't invincible. You know what I'm saying? We ain't unbeatable. Now we got to really, you know, hone back in on the basics, you know, and improve, you know, whatever we was doing wrong, improve that and stay tighter, get tighter, get better. Yeah, it makes you up your game. It makes you come back the next week angry, you know, ready to send a statement. And I feel like, you know, Washington in trouble. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the commanders, they in trouble. If, if them boys got the type of heart that I think they got, if they got the type of drive, that I think they got, they gonna come out next week, and, and it's this Washington game not even gonna be close. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it make you do. That's what it make you do. Hundred percent. No, and I agree with you on that. I think I think like you said, it because it, you know I remember that game being such a bad loss, and it opened the eyes of the team, and they didn't lose out up until the Super Bowl, you know. But I mean, you know, had had you know had Roman ran the ball, and the referees, you know, didn't. Actually, call pull the flag on on, on crap being held. I mean, we're gonna talk about that, but you know, right, if, right, if, right. If, if, they, if they pull the flag on that play, then you know, I mean, I mean, we'd be sitting here, you'd be a Super Bowl champion. But with that yeah. said, I mean, still being a super big Super run is is, is is phenomenal, and I think this team is still the best in the NFC. But let me, yeah. let me let me ask you some more specifics about the offense because Jordan, you playing the running back position, you being the starting fullback in those in those big game moments, as well as you know, on the goal line situations before you became a starter. You know, the fourth and one thirty-one at the goal line. Do you think Christian McCaffrey should be used more? And why are they not using him on those goal line situations, um, you know, at, at the one-yard line? Uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't think um, Christian McCaffrey is really a goal line back. You know, mm -hmm. I think they should go more to Mitchell or Mason. Yeah. Those moments, you know what I'm saying? That's just yeah. my opinion. McCaffrey is great. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to take nothing away from him. But on the goal line, you know, it get a little tougher. You know what I'm saying? It get a little rough. You got to have some – that body weight matter. And I think Mitchell and uh, uh Mason are bigger backs than he is. I think yeah. they deserve their moment then. You know, I think they deserve their time. I know Christian likes to score touchdowns. We all know about the, the touchdowns he likes to score. But at the end of the day, man, like he came down with us. You know, obviously, you know, back in the day, I was a better goal line back than Frank Gore. Yes, sir. Frank Gore, Hall of Famer. But yeah. on the goal line, I was just better because of how my style, my size, and my power. I, I would look at the 49ers and say the same thing about Mitchell and Mason. I'm like, man, get those guys a shot. You know what I'm saying? You know, McCaffrey, he every game he looked beat up and swole and cut up every game. So, you know, on goal line, he don't necessarily have to be in there. I say give Mitchell a run, give Mason a run, and let's see what they do. But um, 
I mean, I you know me, I'm a running back. I'm always <laughs> saying run the ball. I yes, really don't sir. care who in there. But that's just my opinion, man. You got to run it. You got to run it. You know? I agree. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like, you know, that was a, that's been Kyle Shanahan's Achilles heel. You know what I mean? We look at the Super Bowl four years ago. You know, the one game was working with Debo. The one game was working with, you know, um, with, with um, you know, with, with uh, Raheem, right? Mostert. And then ultimately, I mean, I don't know why he got away from that. And I think for this game, maybe, I mean, this is just my theory. I mean, you know, I'm not sure, but. I'm thinking maybe because of the fact that, you know, it was an MVP game for kind of that MVP discussion that, that basically Kyle wanted to show everyone how good of a passer Brock was, but you know, the Ravens are still the number one ranked defense in the NFL. So, I mean, I take that with a grain of salt, right? Because what you just said, you know, you have to kind of, you know, scheme, but you also want to run as much as you can. I still think they were being, they were, the, when Christian ran that touchdown in on the second quarter, it cut the lead down to 13 to 12 with Brock's four interceptions. They, the lead was 13 to 12. For Baltimore, right? And that's because they, he ripped off a 70-yard run, then he ripped off the goal line run, or like, well, not goal line, but it was like, you know, 12-yard run to, you know, score a touchdown. And I think to your point, I don't know why Mitchell and Mason aren't getting the ball, but they definitely should. You know? Yeah, yeah, man. You know, uh, I ain't gonna lie, man. That's one thing I think that kind of held us back. You know, man, I'm still saying it to this day. Like you was just talking about Greg Roman, didn't run it. Booby D didn't get his chance either. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you know how great I was on the goal line. So that's what I'm saying. You don't want to go through that game and not trial your pieces. You know, Mitchell and Mason, they in the room for a reason too. You know, they bring something to the table too. So what I'm saying is, man, use all your guys. Don't get too caught up in, oh, it's got to be McCaffrey or it's got to be this guy. No, it's the, we got to play the best player, you know, for the best situation. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think it's going to work out, but I think Cal gonna figure that out, man. He a great coach, smart coach, man. I think he gonna figure it out. They just gotta learn their lesson, like we did. Hopefully, they don't wait to the last game of the season to learn it the hard way, like you say. They, like Dante said, that could be a blessing in the skies. Now you see how you might need to mix it up, or you might how you how you might might need to adjust. So, you know, we'll see what they do these next two weeks. Hundred percent. Let's talk about Brock's first pick to Debo. Um, you know, obviously Ayuk was open for that checkdown, similar to how Cap how Cap forced the ball to Crabtree in the NFC Championship game that you scored your touchdown in, and then obviously you know Q and Vernon Davis were open at, 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 at for the checkdown. Do you do, do you still kind of have bad memories about that? I mean, I mean, and you know, just being honest because I I still do. Bad <laughs> yeah, memories about what? Yeah, but basically the NFC Championship game, if if you recall oh. Cap's last throw. Right when when he threw it, he went to the, like just like the Super Bowl. He went straight to Crab in the corner, right? But then you had Vernon Davis and Anquan, you know, open, you know, in the flat, right, right at the goal line, you know, at the at the one, I think, right? I mean, I was I wasn't sure as to why he went that way, but he said the post game, oh yeah, I'm gonna go that way every single time. You see George Kittle saying that you know Brock just keeps slinging it, just keeps slinging it. That's why you know we we are where we are because you're the playmaker. I see those parallels between these young quarterbacks. That's what I'm saying, right? Um, mm -hmm. do, do you see that too? And kind of, do you think that, you know, Brock, I mean, we obviously say he will learn from it, but how do you think Brock can improve moving forward? You know, when they got, when he get in the postseason and they have bigger and tougher opponents. Oh man. Well, this is the thing. Brock got to just keep being Brock. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because up until this point, he was MVP, you know what I'm saying? Uh, best team in the league, you know, doing the dang thing, but you know how quickly that can change. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think football is showing us. <laughs> now, you know, everybody like, oh, he's still, he's still learning now. He's still in all. No, he was just MVP. He was just the man. So let's, you know, now I think Lamar is kind of the MVP. I think he kind of the man right now. But, you know, uh, you know, man, nah, Brock just got to keep doing what he was doing. Yeah, it didn't work out last week. You know, he forced it a little bit. You know, the Ravens also locked us up a little bit. Let's just be honest. You know, Humphrey was there on the um on the uh George George Kittle pick. Yeah. Uh, the dude jumped in front of Debo Kyle on, Hamilton. The, uh, on the goal line pick. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They was there. They made those plays. It wasn't, I don't think uh Brock, it was an instance where Brock threw it right to him. You know, I think it was an instance where they made plays on the ball that we didn't make, and that's how the game was won, you know? So, you know, we got to – those guys got to make those plays for Brock or make sure it don't get picked, you know? And I think – but you know what? That first one, 
you was just saying that. I think Brock threw it to the wrong spot for real. Like if you can see Debo was crossing the safety, he was about to get ready to run run into another window. You know what I'm saying? I thought Brock should have threw it more to the window that yeah. Debo was into, but he kind of tried to laser it down the middle, like put it on his body, and and the dude broke on it. But I I thought he should have led him into the window and hit him in, in that window on that one. I was like, dang, bro, you just threw it right right to him, and he broke on it. But if you would have threw it away from him and kind of made him break through Debo's body, then he would have had to break through the back of Debo, you know what I'm saying, to get to the ball, you know, while he running at the angle. So I think he got to look at stuff like that, man, and, you know, uh, look at it and break it down, and he'll, he'll get better. He'll be better. Thank you for that. No, I think I was going to say that, you know, because, you know, one of the things that you mentioned about kind of, you know, waiting for the play to develop, that was kind of where I was going for Because I sat at one-on-one right behind when that pick happened in the end zone. So I saw yeah. that happen. Debo did break. He was he was ready. He was ready to make his double move and, you know what I mean, kind of cut across. And I want to say, I mean, I play receiver, right? So, I mean, and Coach Dub, you know, my college coach is on the Ravens. The receiver's coach, shout out Coach Dub, but, you know, fuck the Ravens. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Happy for coach, right? I mean, at JKTC, Sound City College, we out here. But, I mean, the point is, like you said, right, I think that that awareness and that situational and, – and this game will kind of, I think, uh, home that. I mean, Brock basically going to, you know, come out, you know, like I said, he's going to come out with that dog mentality. He's been our best quarterback in the past two decades. And everyone who's basically like, what have you, I mean, what's his name, Dick Wright and um, who's the other dude God, on, on the radios? They'll all be saying, like, he's not an MVP, he's not good. Colin Coward, uh, sheesh. Oh, Cam. Yeah, there we go. That, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, Cam. So, what, what do you think about Cam oh, basically go on Twitter, you know, and just like this right after, you know, the, the, the game? What do you think about that? Uh, Man, I think uh, – I don't know. We all know Cam Newton. That's Cam Newton. He like to talk, man. Yeah. Damn, Cam. Cam just like to talk. But, you know, man, he got a right to talk. You know, Cam was an amazing quarterback. And you see – you see um, you see all these other guys on TV talking that ain't even never – Played the position or 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 deal with Cam do so, you know I respect what Cam got to say about the uh, quarterback position. I wish he would talk about my boy Brock like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think Brock a hell of a player. You know what I'm saying? But you know at, at the end of the day, you know it's his opinion. I'm not gonna you know it's his opinion. You know yeah. it's all opinion based. You know what I'm saying? So it's whatever. I'm just like all right, Cam. If that's what you think, then that's what you think. But that's not what we all see. And, and I'm going to leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? I think he's still going to turn it around, and we're going to win it. 100%. No, I think so, too. And I think kind of to your point, I was, was going to ask you, do you agree with the criticism that Brock is limited in the sense that he's a product of everyone around him? Because, you know, my counterpoint to that is look at Joe Montana with Roger Craig, John Taylor, Jerry Rice. Look at Steve Young with John Taylor, Jerry Rice, Ricky Waters. You know, Cap had you, Frank Gore. Tank, right? Vernon Davis, Anquan Bolden, Jimmy Garoppolo had George Kittle, the same squad almost basically, where he mostered leading the league this season in touchdowns, right? I mean, I feel like every great offense needs to have those kind of pieces. I mean, so do you think that the offense is clicking because of Brock? Do you think it's Kyle Shanahan's scheme? Do you think it's a talent or do you think it's a culmination of all? Man, it's the combination. Everybody got talent around them, man. You know, they yeah. just trying, they just looking for something to pick at. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They just for, yeah. It's something, it's looking for something to say. It's a reach. That reach, everybody got talent around them. Anybody who ever played the position and or, or won a Super Bowl, played the quarterback position and winning and winning, you know, won the big game, they had pieces around them. They didn't do it by themselves. You know, they either had an offensive line or a great running. Running back crew, running back committee, or a great receiver committee. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be. So Brock is no different. You know, it's it's not his fault that he got great players around him, that we got the most players in the top 100 and all of that. You know, it's not his fault. But, you know, Lamar even got great players around him. You know, he got OBJ. He got Flowers. You know, uh, Likely. You know, all those dudes are becoming great in their own right, you know. So he got a crew around here. Yeah, they might not be as established as some of the 49ers pieces is, but they great players. You saw what they did, you know, on Sunday. So everybody got great players around them, man. So I, when they started talking that mess, I really don't pay no attention to it. I'm like, it's football. It's 11 players on the team. 
Like everybody got players. Of course, it's a combination. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no? I mean, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. If if, if you want to throw a squad, I mean, and and that that's how you want to play. You know what I mean? But if you, I mean, the NFL, like you said, the highest level competition, the best talent usually comes out on top. You know, example Patrick Mahomes last year. You see what happens when he loses all of his pieces. Look how the Chiefs are doing since that happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's and then you know, like you say, it's talent, but it's also the best team. You know, the best team. You know what I'm saying? Because if your if your offense, defense, special teams not there, and you're not ready to go, you know, you're gonna slip up. You know, trying to get there, you got to have all of that clicking, and you know, y'all for majority, y'all winning, y'all battles, and then y'all maybe y'all can win the big game. Hundred percent. Let me ask you now to that question because I think you already said it, but do you think the Ravens are the best team in the NFL? Yes, right now they are. You know, let's just call it how it is. You know, they beat us. They took they took that they took that uh name tag from us. We we was the best team. Now the Ravens the best team, which is okay, man. You know, it's it's not it's not really even about that at this point. You know, it's the you know the what they what we got to focus on is. You know, not letting this kill us and, and getting back, putting ourselves in position to see them again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's where the focus turn. You know, it's not about, oh man, they took it from us. They took our swag. They number one in the league. Okay, all right, cool. Let them have that. They got it. You know what I'm saying? But we gotta focus in, get focused, and make sure we don't slip up again so we can get back to that point to a possible rematch. You know what I'm saying? Then we can get them back. But yeah, man, I would say. Yeah, Ravens got it right now. Yep. that. But, you know, to your point, let me actually go through some of the stats from last night. Total yards from the Ravens, 343. Niners, 429. So, Niners had almost 100 more yards total offensively. Passing yards, Baltimore at 241. Niners at 308. Again, you know, turning that ball over, like you said, that's basically what caused, you know, the those are critical, right? Rushing yards, 102 for Baltimore, 121 for San Francisco. Yards for play, 5.5 for Baltimore, 6.3 for San Francisco. First down, 23 to Baltimore, 21 for SF. So the point I'm making is kind of to your point, right? Baltimore took the title. That's fine. Lamar is the MVP. That's fine. But this game was a lot more evenly matched if you look at the stats as opposed to what the box score said. And I think, you know, had the Niners, like you said, not turned that ball over so many times. I mean, you know, Ravens came in, they punched in the mouth. You remember when the Giants came, you know, to a candlestick, they punched y'all in the mouth. It happens, right? And so, but that basically helps you kind of build momentum to kind of, like you said, get that get get your mindset right for that Super Bowl run. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. We we definitely do, man. You know, the interceptions. I think we even had some guys that get hurt. You know, I remember Trent being out of the game late. You know what I'm saying? With us, you know, on that left side, Trent means so much to us. If we ain't got him on that left side, then you know, don't none of it look good for real. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> concerning. Know, <laughs> we gotta get Big Trent back healthy. You know, we need him the whole game. We need him out there. Um, yeah, it's just man, we we just gotta get ourselves healthy, get our mind back focused, and know that we're gonna need all eleven. Brock not just gonna win it by himself. You know, he ain't Mr. Perfect. He 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 damn good, but he he you know he makes mistakes. You know what I'm saying? He, you know he just showed us that he not you know he not above making a mistake. But man, I forgive him. You know what I'm saying? And we going to ride. We still going to ride. You know, Faithful still going to ride. You know, and it, 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 Washington in trouble. 100% Washington in trouble. Let's go. Let me talk about the secondary for a bit. Tashawn Gibson, our favorite member of the secondary, number 31, six ta tackles and assists. I remember when he came to join the team last year. You see, yeah, 31's a dog. What's his name? Right? Uh, yeah. 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 Tashaun, yeah, he led the league in ta He led the team in tackles on, on Sunday. But mm. – one area that of weakness I wanted to call out, and I, and I love this dude because he's my Muslim brother, Ambry Thomas. There are a few plays where I thought he kind of got beat and he just wasn't knowing the assignment and the situation. Did you notice that? And kind of what do you expect for the defense in the secondary moving forward? Well, well, you know, man, up until this game, he had been playing pretty good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think he made a couple big plays in back-to-back -back weeks. So, you know, I don't know, man, but hey, when the best of the best get out there, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you still can get exposed a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what happened to him. Bateman was running some good routes. You know, I think he ran some good routes. I was watching this morning. I seen he ran a double route on Thomas on one play that was really good. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just I think they kind of 
mess with him a little bit and play with him, picked on him a little bit. I think they stayed away from Ward. I didn't see too many balls go Ward way. So, you know, Thomas got to know that you know, people finna come out to you, especially with Ward playing as good as he playing. Like, you know, you got to tighten up. You got to be on your A game. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, people finna come out to you. You know, they're going to try to stay out, the, stay away from Ward because he playing so good. But, you know, they're going to go out to Thomas. He's going to get a lot of balls in these next coming weeks. So he ain't got no time to feel sorry for himself or lick his wounds. Like, boy, you better get ready to play. Because they got <laughs> to come for you. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. I was going to actually ask you about Mooney because Mooney's basically having an MVP season. Uh, not MVP season, but all pro season at corner. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Is he the best corner the Niners have had in the last, I want to say, maybe, you know, since yours, since your Super Bowl team? Outside of Richard uh, Sherman. Outside of Richard yeah, Sherman. It's Sherman. Yeah. Since Sherman. You know, he got the same makeup of as Sherman. Long, big, tall. He the best corner since Sherman. No doubt. Yeah. He holding it down. He holding it down. 100%. Now, let me ask you what you just said about Trent Williams, because, you know, uh, if he is injured and we have to heal with Burford or whoever is on the right side, do you think that's going to impact the Niners? I mean, I think it's Washington, like we talked about, they in trouble. But against the Rams, who are basically streaking that last regular season game, do you think there, there could be some potential, you know what I mean, trouble there? Uh, man, we like I say, it, it depends on how healthy he is, how hurt he is. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, we got we to gotta get big boy right. You know, that's how, you know, he our rock, you know, over there. You know what I'm saying? His energy, you know, the way he played, I'm pretty sure – you know, he get everybody fired up, you know, and it, it, you can definitely notice when he ain't out there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, I don't know, man. You know, hopefully we can go take care of business. And we Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like I was saying, though, hopefully, man, we can get up on Washington and maybe get him out of there and get him some rest, you know, next week and do the same thing against the Rams. But we need big boy in there, man. You know, that, that left side was kind of caving. Once again, we saw it during the three-game losing streak when he was out that we pretty much couldn't do nothing consistently. You know what I'm saying? Why he was gone. So if we lose Big Trent, sheesh, we're going to be in trouble. But, uh, yeah, we got to get him healthy. Coach them got to figure out a plan. They got to give him a couple of days off. You know, let him get in their training room and get healthy. 100%. Yeah, no, hopefully he gets healthy. We need you, Trent. Big fella, number 71, have your autograph. Please get healthy. We need you, bro. Please. Please. <laughs> Please. Please. All right. Well, enough about, well, not enough about Niners because, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, let me ask you one last question about the Niners before we switch topics. With this, the upcoming schedule, I mean, I believe that, you know, the Niners should win out against, well, obviously, we both believe the Niners will destroy Washington. We believe that they'll beat L.A. Do you see any potential upset in the NFC because I personally do not. You talking about in the, as it as it stands now, you talking about the playoff standings now? Correct. Correct. Yep. Um let's see. Uh man, I don't know. I keep want to say Detroit is a dangerous team. I don't know mm -hmm. why I keep want to say that, but they win it seems like they winning so much and I'm like, dang. They 11 and 4. What the hell? So <laughs> <laughs> So, you know what I'm saying? We got to watch. We got to watch out for them, man. Like, uh, I think the, all the other teams better watch out for them because, I don't know, it's just something about them. They winning. You know, they got talent over there. They got young talent. You know, if their young talent catch on fire, it's hard to stop that. You know, they get their confidence. They they start, they feel like they belong. You know, they go in there and show them vids. But uh, I don't know, man. I think Detroit is a sleeper team in the NFC. I think they they got Dallas got to watch out for them. Philly got to watch out for them. You know, we got to watch out for them. And, you know, I think we know what Philly what, what Philly is, what Dallas is. They not going to catch nobody by surprise. Yeah. You know, but Detroit, I think it's the one team over there that, you know, they not really talking about a lot. But, shoot, if we lose one more game or Philly lose one more game, Detroit, the number one seed. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? They, like, right there from winning – the whole NFC. So you got and you gotta respect that. You know, it's hard to win in the NFL. So for them to be eleven and four, that's really respectable. Hundred percent. No, I agree with you. I was gonna ask that that because now now next question, which basically you alluded to, Detroit at Dallas, or Dallas, yeah, Detroit at Dallas. Dallas is undefeated at home. 
how do you how do you see that game going? I mean, because Jack Prescott being Mississippi State Bulldog and you know Detroit coming in hot. What you what you what you saying? <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm riding with Dallas all the way though. You know what I'm saying? That's the only hey. t- only time I don't root for Dak is is when he play us. Yeah, <laughs> he know you know he know he know how how loyal I am. You know, and he he I, I'm pretty sure he know just how I am. I'm gonna root for my team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love Dak, but I'm 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 gonna stay with my team man. You know what I'm saying? But I think against Detroit, man, I'm going against – I'm going with Dak. You know what I'm saying? I think he he could go down there and light them up. And if they came to uh, Dallas, he could beat them in Dallas. You know what I'm saying? I think he a great quarterback. I think at one point he will play MVP level two. You know what I'm saying? For some reason, they keep trying to say the quarterback's not playing great this year. But I don't think that's true, man. I think people just – you know, stuck in the old. You know, everybody's so used to Rodgers and Brady and, and, you know, Big Ben and all the other guys, you know, being the main guys. But well, they got to realize some new kids on the block. You know what I'm saying? And they got to accept it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, so, yeah, I think Dak is one of them guys, definitely. And I think he, he could definitely handle Detroit. 100%. No, I think so, too. So I think to that point that I think that the Niners are able to win out and Dallas takes care of business against Detroit, there isn't any potential, in my opinion, upset in the playoffs because then the Niners will have the first seed secure as long as Detroit gets knocked out at some point, which I, I anticipate them to do because um, I anticipate da- – well, if Philly wins the NFC East, then Dallas is basically in a situation where they're the fifth seed. Dallas is not a good road team. So that's basically where I see Detroit kind of, you know, mixing things up, or maybe Detroit stays up two seats, but it might be more dangerous at home. But I think when it comes to the conference championship and those levels, you know, I mean, I think Niners should be able to edge it out. Now to your point about the AFC, we're going to transition. We're talking about your former team, the Bills, and Josh Allen. All right, let's talk about Mr. Josh Allen and how the Bills are doing right now. MVP discussion, Lamar, Brock, Tyreek, you know, uh, see Christian, Christian McCaffrey, Tua, Josh Allen and the Bills are basically are, are, are primed to make a postseason push, you know, um, and they might be one of the hottest teams in the AFC. What is your take on the Bills and the MVP discussion with Josh and the season he's having? Uh, man, I think uh, Josh is having one of those seasons. You know how I many? I think he got like 40-some touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that, man. You know, uh, you know, the team hasn't been winning as much as they was last year, I want to say. I think their record was better last year. It I was, think. yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, but he's still an awesome quarterback. Awesome arm. Just a total package, you know. Big time arm, can run it, tough, got the size. You know, it's, it's nothing he don't got, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's, you know, about him just making all the right decisions, you know, which is still hard to do. But I think it's just about him making all the right decisions out there and, and keeping the team in position to win the game and not – turn the ball over. If he go out there and turn the ball over like Brock Purdy did this weekend, you know what I'm saying? They're going to lose. <laughs> it's that simple. You're going to lose. 100%. Now, he leads the league in turnovers, I think, right? I think around 16 or 17, whatever it is. But right. I think to your point, right, 40 total touchdowns, 27 passing, 13 on the ground. I mean, he is, like you said, the complete package. Now, that leads me to my next question. If the Bills are able to keep this win streak going and they have to go play Baltimore in the AFC Championship game, who you got? Oh, the Bills. The Bills, because they done already beat them once. They sent them home one time, so I think they can do it. You know what I'm saying? I think they got the recipe to do it. They got great DBs. You know, the, the Bills, you know, to me, the Bills got the best secondary in the league. To me, you know, I love their secondary that much. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I think they can do it. You know, they they got what it takes to, you know, cover for a long time, you know, and, and they also got the guys inside and outside that can spy on Lamar and track him down. They got, like I said, they got a hell of a secondary. You know, I think that's a p- place where we got to improve, you know, 49ers, even though we got we got good DBs, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I like the way our dudes get down. But I think that is a place where we do need to improve there, you know. But I, I feel like we can add one more, you know, to the mix, you know, Either whether it's at corner or or um, slot or safety, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, how many points Baltimore scored? They scored 33. And, um, how many touchdowns did Lamar have? Two. He had two. Mm-hmm. 
okay, so they didn't they didn't give up too much, but hey man, this is how I look at it. Even though we turned the ball over, I still expect for our defense to go out there and be a defense and get those stops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know we put them in tough situations, but I expect them to go out there and get them stops. Like in a big game like that, you got to be ready to do it as many times as we need you to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, we can't get tired at the end of the day. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, if Brock turn it over, oh, well, we got to go get it. You know, yes. we need to stop or we got to hold them to a field goal. So, I think the 49ers defense, I think they got to demand more of themselves. You know, even if we turn the ball over, they still got to demand that they going out there to get stops. And they going out there to hold them to field goals and make them kick. So, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and hopefully the offense come around. And we in it long enough to win it, you know, in the end. So, yeah. You just made a great point, which I also agree with about secondary. So let me ask you this question. If they don't get a secondary or, or an additional corner, obviously Huff, you know, Hafanga going out, you can see the gap kind of to that, you know, to that point. If, I mean, Jared Brown's a rookie, but he's playing great. I mean, he's playing awesome, you know, to step into that starting role at, 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 at free safety. But if they're not able to get, any secondary help, do you still think that this defense is equipped to make a run to the Super Bowl and actually be good enough to win it? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I like uh, um, number two. Uh, and like I said, 20, 20 was playing good, you know, up until, you know, the other night he got exposed a little bit. But he was playing good, I thought. You know, up until then, you know, we know how good War been playing. You know, our two guys on the back. 31 and uh the rookie. They've been they've been solid, consistent. You know what I'm saying? I think they we can win it with those guys back there, those two in the back. So, you know what I'm saying? I just think, you know, in the offseason, yeah, we gotta get another one though, you know, to go with our pass rush. You know, it only makes sense, you know, to go with our pass rush because our pass rush, you know, it's it's good, but at the same time, too, it don't always get there. So we need we need great corners. As to go with that, you know, great corners, great pass rush. Oh man, you got great defense. Hundred percent. And actually, to that point about pass rush, I just read an article that I think this is breaking news uh, for today. Sebastian Joseph Day from the for the Super Bowl champion with the from yesterday. He won. He won. Uh, he won Super Bowl with the Rams against the uh, NFC Championship, and then won Super Bowl two years ago with the Rams. He just signed the 49ers. So mm. he, yeah. So. What do you think about, you know, because sign that nose tackle help, obviously, with Eric Armstead being out. Do you think that that helps anything at all? Or do you think we still, I mean, I agree. I think we still need to prioritize secondary in the offseason. But as of right now, you know, for this postseason run, do you think he can be an instant value add? Because before he got cut, he had three and a half sacks on the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, he's a Super Bowl champion. I'm pretty sure he a, he a pro, you know, at what he do. So, you know what I'm saying? I think, you know, the guys got to get them in there and, and, and you know, let them get – and then, yeah. And speaking on that, then we have some guys out for the game. Like, I think we had Armstead out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so our whole team wasn't wasn't there, I don't think. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think our whole team was there. So, man, that's another thing we looking at now. We got to get healthy. Yeah. <laughs> you know like, we kind of beat up. We kind of banged up right now. So, we got to get all our guys healthy, man. Like, playoff time. You know, it, it can't be no excuses. Like, they got to come on with it. Like, you know, those guys not dressing right now. Okay, cool. We, we Right now it's cool. But when them playoffs start, I don't care what they got going on. You got to get your butt out there. You know, get out there. 100%. No, I agree with you. And actually, one more point to kind of what you, what you asked about Lamar touchdowns. Even though he didn't have too many touchdowns, he was a leading rusher for the Baltimore Ravens. He had six and a half. Yards per carry on seven carries for 45 yards. So he was gassing left and right. I think that I think Sebastian Joseph Day can add to that contain front four for mobile quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? So oh yeah, 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 man. And and look, we just gotta put it on our guys. We gotta put it on the guys. Bosa gotta play better. Uh Chase Young, he played good, but forget he still gotta play better. You know what I'm saying? Hargrave, we paid him all that money. He gotta play better. You know what I'm saying? Armstead, we need the big boy out there. <laughs> you gotta get his butt out there. You know, you gotta you gotta call you gotta call it for what it is. We need them playing hard and we need them dominating. The guys, we gotta put it on our guys. They gotta play better. And that's what that because the players ultimately they're gonna go win the game. 
you know? So that front, our front four that we got and them guys coming behind them, they all got to be better. You know? 100%. I agree with you 100%. No, I think ultimately as a concerted effort, the team needs to stay better. Um, special teams, which is where you basically excelled in, you know, before you became a starter. Um, ultimately, the Niners, I mean, they did pretty good on, on, on kick coverage. Uh, they only allowed, I want to say, 44 yards in the kick return game, 23 yards in the punt return game, so over less than 100 yards total on the day. Do you think that there's any value? I mean, obviously there's value, but do you think that can help the Niners in any way, shape, or form in the postseason? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because, see, this is the thing about what our special teams was so good back in the day. We helped field position. Like, our defense, the numbers, we helped our defense – our defense, you know, because how we played and how we pinned offenses, how we never gave up anything big. That also goes into the defensive stats. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we was a re we was the reason why our defense was we was one of the reasons why our defense was, you know, rated so high and rated so good. So, you know, I'm pretty sure with our special teams being so good, that's the reason why one that's the reason why our 49ers defense is rated so good. It all go hand in hand, you know. It's all it all go together. Flipping that field position, pinning them back, making them start from deep all the time, like that. Give that helps the defense. So, yeah, no doubt. That's that's uh, our special teams being so good. That's gonna help us out tremendous. Hundred percent, I agree with you. Now that now my next question, because you're at the game, like like I was at the game. You heard, you heard, you heard the hear the song when the kickoff happened, right? Tony yeah, Montana. man, it's Tony Montana. <laughs> yeah. We were playing in Tony Montana. I was jigging with him. I was in there eating some chicken wings, and I heard him play it. Oh, I I, I got up by my seat and ran out the door. I was on the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that's what's up. That's what's up. Now, only thing I would say, Jay York and uh, the 49ers, they still got to get the Tony Montana picture. In the, in the Hall of Fame, the 49ers Hall of Fame. Because when I walk through there again this year, I don't see us in there. Yeah. And I don't like that. I'm like, <laughs> hold up, man. Come on now. Because we brought the swag back to this thing. For, for we came back, it wasn't no juice. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't no whole lot of juice in that stadium. We brought it back. So I think they need to respect that and put our picture up. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. <laughs> I agree with you, baby. I agree. Awesome, baby. <laughs> that was actually yesterday or Monday was the first time I actually went to the Hall of Fame. So I saw, like, you know, Dexter Carter, who's on the podcast. You know, he was a kick returner from the 94 team. He won the Super Bowl with them. So he had a jersey on display, 35. And then Grandy Cross, who won three Super Bowls, was on display. So I'm like, where's Booby and the Tony Montana squad, man? You I mean, hear me? Yeah. You know, we changed the game, man. We set records. You know, we I think we we opened it up. We made it more fun to come watch 49er games. You know what I'm saying? I think I think we all know what that what that what that did for for the team. You know what I'm saying? It, it pumped our guys up. It just turned the whole environment up. The, I, from when I from when I first got there to where it went, the 49 environment totally changed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and and now you see you got Debo and Trent coming out with the speakers. And, and rocking before we got them, 49ers wasn't interested in none of that stuff. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm just being honest. They wasn't interested in none of that stuff. But, you know, guys like myself and, and guys after me, you know, and guys that I played with, we kind of changed the culture around there. Now you see what it is now, but it wasn't always like that. So, yeah, that's why I say they, they, they got to put our picture up. I got a question for you about that. This man right here on the wall, he was part of that old culture. But you can see how he's kind of evolved over the years. You know, you got the yeah. chain out and swag. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Do you think y'all have basically had 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 an impact on the culture of the organization, which kind of helped Jerry and, and the old-timers, the legends, kind of also evolve in kind of how they perceived everything? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I know it was definitely different from how they did it. You know what I'm saying? We was definitely different. But, man, that's the game. You know, the game is always changing. You know, uh, the name's always changing in the game. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the style, of course, the style going to change in. You know, I think, you know, the, for the older guys, you know, we all love Jerry. We all love Joe and all those guys. But, you know, we're going to do our thing with it. We're going to leave our mark and we're going to leave our imprint on it. And it's and it's going to be different. You know, everybody can't be the same. You know, it's different eras. You know, it's, you know, it's just, it's just different style, different flow. 
So, you know, I think they looking at that and they seeing it. And, and I was, I done had a lot of, of the older guys come up to me and they love what we was doing, man. At Alumni Weekend, you know, that's why I felt so good about moving back out here and coming back out here because, you know, I got a lot of respect from the older guys, the older peers, you know, just conversations, just knowledge, just, you know what I'm saying, talking to them. And, uh, yeah, man, the 49ers really do good, you know, taking care of their former players and, you know, giving us opportunity to all, you know, converse and, and, and you know, build that brotherhood. So I was like, man, let me get, come back and get some of that. Let me get back in that, you know what I'm saying? Because I was missing it back home in Mississippi. But I think the older guys make us comfortable enough to, you know, be ourselves. Like when you see Jerry on the sideline patting Brock on the butt or, or you know, giving Devo, you know, his – you know, his flowers or Trent, his flowers. I think it makes them more comfortable to do what they do. I think I know that, you know what I'm saying? Because once you get, you know, that, that fist bump from the legends or that doubt from the legends, you're like, oh, yeah, it's up. You know, we doing our thing, you know what I'm saying? They rocking with us. So, yeah, man, you know, shout out to Jerry. Shout out to all the, you know, form, you know, the older guys that come back and they show us love because that means a lot. That means a lot to them guys. You shared a story about Charles Haley last time talking talking his mess with you, right? At, at the yeah, alumni yeah, weekend. Yeah, <laughs> we friends about some of those stories. I thought I was gonna have to chip block him in there one day, you know, saying <laughs> talking some noise to me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, All right, Charles, I'm with it too now. I chip block, I chip block the hell out your ass in here. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll fix you up, big boy. I know you was a I know you was a dog, but we got something for you too. <laughs> I told him, I said, we would have had something for you, too. But now, nah, man, I love Charles, man. You know, he's my type of guy. He's my type of guy. I, obviously, I watched him play. I love this game. You know what I'm saying? You know me. I just like to, I like to shoot it with the fellas. You know, you know, I'm all about that. 100%. Talk to me about some of your stories, if you, if, if you don't mind sharing, with, with some of the old times. With some of the old times? Uh, let's see which one I had recent. Um, let's see. Um, like I said, man, alumni weekend was so fun. Oh, I remember talking to um, one of the alumni at the table, and uh, the Forty Niners might be like they, they might uh, they might be like. Um... All right, so here's this story. This story. So I was sitting at the table with one of the older Forty Nine alumni that won a Super Bowl. So he had on a big ring. Big ring. I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. I'm like, ooh. I had on a Mississippi State ring. I couldn't pretty much top that. I said, man, you make me want to take my ring. Oh, but so we got to ch we got to chat and we got to chat. And uh, him and his wife was sitting there, and me and my girl, we was sitting there, and uh, we was just all talking. And he he started talking about game day, and I was like, yeah, you know, game day be lit, man. I love it. You know what I'm saying? He was like, but he was like, we can't get in the BNY. I said, what? He said, um. <laughs> He said, man, yeah, we got these big, ass, big old Super Bowl rings on our hand, and they won't let us in. I said, dang, like that. I said, they like the uh, 49ers alumni pin mean more than the Super Bowl right now. So I was like, oh, man, they got to fix y'all, man. Them boys should definitely be allowed to come in there anytime they want. You know, they Super Bowl champions. I'm like, that's not right. You know what I'm saying? So I guess, you know, you can say that's one of my, you know, stories that I've seen that I had happen at the alumni weekend that I thought was kind of crazy and it was kind of funny how we was talking about it. Because I'm like, dang, you a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel bad. I want, I'm going to want to give you my ticket now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. hey, the ones that did it, y'all did it for real. You know, our mission kind of fell short. But, you know, man, I ain't lying. Them boys that really did it and really wanted, I got nothing but the utmost respect for them. You know what I'm saying? So, if that meant me, give, you know, handing one of my tickets away, I would definitely do it just so he could get in there. So, but now, nah, man, I think we got to still keep improving on that. You know what I'm saying? As far as like what we doing inside. But man, for the most part, I love it all. You know what I'm saying? I love game days. I love going up there. And uh, yeah. 100%. So that was one of my alumni stories. 100%. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you mentioned kind of coming up short. This is a topic which seems to be discussed a lot, and I don't know why, but people were basically saying before the 2012 season, the Niners were undefeated in Super Bowls. They were 5-0. Do you buy to the mantra of being undefeated, or do you think there's a value of actually making it but coming up short? 
Hold up. Do I hold up? Say that one more time. Say that one more yeah, time. Absolutely. Do you see? Do you do you buy into this narrative of perfection in Super Bowls being five and zero and undefeated, or do you think there's value in at least making the run and coming up short? I mean, my thing is, um, see, you know, you play to win. You know, you yeah. in it to win it. You know, if you can go undefeated and win it, great. You know what I'm saying? That's great. That's what you want. You know, coming up short, man. Nobody likes coming up short. I'm telling you, it's it's a it's nightmare feeling. You know what I'm saying? We all the guys we talk about it now. We still having nightmares about that shit to this day. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's just where you at. That's just kind of where things go. Recording in progress. Okay, what we were just saying last time, right before we, you know, right before you know, you got interrupted, was kind of you were mentioning kind of, you know, it's, it's you in it to win it, and you basically, you know, that that's that's the ultimate bottom line. So, would you, are you saying? Let me just be clear. You would take away the 2012 season just to have that blemish removed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I would. I would take a Super Bowl undefeated season over coming up short any day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? That's not what you want to do, man. Like I was saying, me and some of the guys were having, still having nightmares about that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not a good feeling, dog. So, you know what I'm saying? Whatever scenario that causes us to win it, that's the one I want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? Got... Not the one that you come up short because, man, it hurts. All right, so 100%. Let's kind of go through some more matchups this weekend. We got the Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. Who, who you got winning that game and why? Uh, Baltimore, man. You know, they're a hot team right now. You know, uh, they 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 clicking on all cylinders. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I got Baltimore. Cincinnati and Kansas City. Cincinnati and Kansas City. Mm, that, that's an interesting one. I, but uh, Cincinnati offense kind of struggled last week, get going. And, uh, and, um, who, who, what other team? You, what, what was that? Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas City. I think they just now at the point where they know it's do or die. They <laughs> got to really get it going here, like ASAP. So I'm going to go with Kansas City now. All righty. And then moving on to the final week, obviously, we got the Niners over the Rams, the Eagles at the Giants. Eagles almost lost to the Giants last week. Do you think the Giants, I mean, the Cardinals, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, the Cardinals obviously to beat to lose the Eagles this weekend. But do you think that the Giants have a chance or any of those teams have a chance to beat the Eagles and give the Niners a breathing room? Yeah, it's always a chance. It's always a shot. You know, I I, I really believe in that, having played the game. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, it's always a chance that it could happen. So it's a chance that Washington can beat us this weekend. Yeah. So even though I know that'll be a horrific <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We all going to be crying around this thing, balled up in blankets. But <laughs> It's always a chance that you can lose. 100%. Yep. Yeah. And I think Baltimore could definitely lose to Pittsburgh in the final game of the season if they play like they did against Cincinnati on uh, on Christmas Day. So I'm yep. hoping for yep. that too. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> now let's go, let's go through some season awards. Um, basically kind of up, up, up to this point, season's almost over. So uh, who is your pick for MVP? Uh, the NFL. Yes. Mm. Mm, you put me on the spot, then. Yes, sir. MVP <laughs> of the NFL right now, Lamar Jackson. Not Christian McCaffrey. Ah, uh, not not Christian McCaffrey. No. Lamar Jackson. All right. NFL Offensive Player of the Year. NFL Offensive Player Christian McCaffrey. Not Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, NFL. Uh, yeah, I think that's a comeback player of the year. Comeback, comeback player, comeback player. Uh, let's go with who was out last year that's playing good this year. Um, um, uh, let's go with uh OBJ. OBJ, okay, OBJ. This is first year back, right? Yeah, first year back. Yeah. yeah, he was out last year. Let's go with OBJ. OBJ, okay, okay, okay. Let's talk, let's switch over to college football real quick. I just want to ask your que questions because now it's going to be New Year's Day and, and you know, um, we're going to have the CFP college football playoff. You're a head coach. The coach of the 49ers, Jim Harbaugh, has Michigan in the college football playoff. What are you seeing from this Michigan team and what are you anticipating for them in this postseason? 
Well, I just see Michigan, man, they playing like dogs. You know, they playing like a hardball team would play. You know what I'm saying? They, I seen one game they was playing against Ohio State. One of their best players got injured. But they didn't, they didn't miss a beat. They just kept going. You know what I'm saying? So you can tell their team got the right spirit, you know, and the right energy about them to, to, to do great things. You know what I'm saying? Now, I hate this matchup with Alabama. I hate <laughs> that Drew, big, bad Alabama, because that don't look good for them. And you know I'm an SEC boy, yes, so sir. I'm gonna ride with the SEC every time. So I think Jim, if you can hear me, I think you're in trouble, buddy. But I hope he win it. You know, I hope he do something to show us wrong. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I like Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Just like my college coach Keith Williams, coach of the Ravens. You know, what I mean, if the Ravens somehow win the Super Bowl this year, I'll be happy for Coach. You know, that's pretty much it. You know, same thing for you, Harbaugh, right. right? If Harbaugh wins, you'll be happy for Coach. You know? Yeah, two years two years ago, man, we I talked to him at the uh, alumni thing. We came back, you know, we was all chit chatting on the bus, you know, catching up on a fun time, had some laughs. I like Coach Harbaugh, man, you know, but I just don't like the Alabama matchup for him. I said, whoever get Bama, ooh, after they knocked off Georgia, I said, boy, they getting an angry team that's ready to ready to play. So, Michigan, y'all better have, y'all better be ready. Be ready. <laughs> Be ready. Be ready. Okay, to wrap this up, we're going to talk about kind of what you're doing off the field right now. You mentioned the All-Star game, and you mentioned a few other things. Talk to me about, you know, what you're doing off the field currently. So, you know, man, this was Coach Dixon, uh, first time coaching in the CCS uh, division out here. I was, I was with Lee High School, you know, and we was able to win our first playoff game in 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Won a division. I don't know when the last time they did that, but we won a division. But, man, winning that playoff game was really big because I didn't know that they hadn't won one. You know what I'm saying? And my coach that I was coaching with, he said in his 19 years, when I first got here, he said in his 19 years, he hadn't won one yet. So I was like, you know what, coach? Oh, hell no. It's time to win. You know what I'm saying? I'm a winner. I like to win. We about to push these kids. And we about to go do something great. We're going to do something special. And we did, man. I was so proud of our boys because we got a lot of underdogs, I feel like. You know, a lot of guys that nobody really, you know, writing about or talking about. But we, we was beating teams left and right that we weren't supposed to beat. You know, with Division One athletes on their team. So, you know, man, I'm so proud of my guys, man. So, shout out my Lehigh Longhorn. Shout them boys out, man. And we, we looking at, we still talking about running it back for another year. You know, nothing's been finalized yet, but, but yeah, man, that's what I've do, been doing. Just been out here in the community. I'm also coaching in the Get Sport Focus, Gets, uh, what it's called, Get Sport Focus All-Star Game. And uh, I'm going to be coaching on the Heroes team. And I just been loving to being out there, seeing some of the best players from the area out there, working with them, talking to them. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's been a cool little deal. So, man, yeah, that's what I'm doing, man. I'm doing is basically I'm doing what I was doing in Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? I'm just doing it in different places. I just done relocated. And uh, I'm loving it, man. So, yeah, that's what I got going on right now. 100%. I just want to ask you, because you because last time you were on the show, you mentioned the frustration working with the kids in Mississippi and kind of, you know, because, you know, you're from the NFL and you you expect a standard. Have you, did you have that same level of growing pains with, the, with Lehigh before this playoff or kind of how – how how did your season progress? Man, actually, man, you know, it wasn't that much of a it wasn't that much of a fight with them, which mm. I love. You know what I'm saying? They took that, you know, from my personality to my knowledge to, you know, my my, you know, I like to draw up plays, you know what I'm saying? I do think I'm an offensive coordinator in the making, you know what I'm saying? But man, like I said, with my with my crew in Mississippi, with the guys in Mississippi, it was like pulling teeth. You know, it's hard to get them to see things the way I seen it. You know, the, the little the recommendations I was making, they weren't always took took in how I wanted them to be taken in. And you know what I'm saying? We 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 struggle, we clash. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, I thought it was time for me to move and get up out of there and you know, try something different. You know what I'm saying? When I came out here, I'm telling you, man, shout out to Coach Kyle, Kyle Padilla. You know, uh he, you know, he he just you know, took me in with open arms. Me and him talk a lot. You know, I sent them text messages nightly, you know, after every practice, just giving them recommendations on stuff that we could do. And, man, it just felt more of a comfort zone. You know, I felt more, you know, comfortable 
working, you know, going to work, when you feel like you're being heard and you feel like you, you know what I'm saying, your input is being taken into consideration, you know what I'm saying? Now, you know, it's like I said, that's I don't put, you know, the Mississippi deal in the past. I done moved on, but yeah, I was definitely frustrated there, but man, I've been happy out here. The show. 100%, 100%. Glad to see you're doing great. To wrap this up, let me ask you, what are your New Year's resolutions? My New Year's resolution, man, just to keep getting better, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how athletes do. You know, at the end of the year, we always try to sit down and look at what we did and, you know, how we did and, and see how we can make it better. You know, see where I can tweak it here or adjust here to, to just make everything I'm doing better. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to keep it simple, man. I'm going to say that, man. Just keep getting better. Just keep getting better as a, a person, you know, off the field and a coach on the field, you know? 100%. I'm sorry. I have one more question. Super Bowl, pre Super Bowl pick, drop it. Super Bowl pick, 49ers versus Bills. Okay. And who wins? Um... I mean, I think it's going to be the first Super Bowl that ever ends in a tie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. They, Bills fans going to be mad at me, man. But I'm going to say the Niners going to take that thing. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. That's it. Man. Shout out Bills Mafia, man. I love Bills Mafia. 100%. Shout Bills Mafia. And obviously, all the faithful tuned in. Follow Anthony yep. at Anthony Booby Dixon on Instagram. Also, Booby Dixon24 on on. Twitter, any of your socials you want to drop, Booby? Uh, man, uh, no, I think you said it. Instagram, Twitter, that's all I really be on like that. I don't really do the other ones like that, so that's good. 100%. All right, Booby, appreciate you, brother. Yeah, no problem, dog. Appreciate you.